What's up, Buds? What's up? BJ and Daryl bring to you Buds Watch Wrestling. I'm BJ. Well, I'm Daryl, and this week we watched wrestling. Yeah. I watched a lot. I watched a lot this week, too. Me, too. I was on vacation. Me, too. Yeah. <laughs> I was also on vacation. <laughs> so. And I watched a lot of wrestling. Some of it with you. Yeah. Which, uh. We watched two wrestling shows together this week. Yeah. On the same fucking day. Yeah. Except for like 15 minutes of NXT. Right. But Something like that. I missed the last 15 minutes. Right. So, uh, uh, as always, though, we're going to start off with TLC. Yeah, we just, as always, tables, we just ladders, it. and chairs. I'll say overall, before we get into the matches, uh-huh. I thought, overall, I thought it was really good. Yeah. It was probably the best WWE pay-per-view. Every match, just regular wrestling match, was yeah. was great. Like, I enjoyed mm-hmm. every match very well. There was one that did start a little yeah. slow, and we'll get there when we get there. I, uh... It was just the last little bit of the Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton stuff I right. didn't really care for. But, like, I thought all the rest of it was... And it wasn't the match. It was the yeah. announcers that were awful there. Yeah. I actually watched this split over two days because I forgot about the Orton. <laughs> yes. Bray Wyatt match. And when I, I woke up the that. next morning and was seeing stuff about it, I'm like, oh, shit, that happened. Just because I thought the championship was the main, evo- main event. It should have been. Right? Well, I was surprised when it started off as it did because, yeah. as we're going to say, we started off with one of the TLC matches yeah. where we saw Drew McIntyre defend the WWE Championship. I do like, because it kind of makes sense because they did like the WWE Against AJ Champion. Styles. Well, they did the championship ascension. Ceremony. Yes, and it did make sense so, to start with it. Right. I assumed this was going to be the main event going into the night. Yeah. And I was, was wrong. Not, but it was good. Uh, because this is like this was the Christmas show. This is the right. last show before you leave your fans going home happy, and you mm-hmm. do that by giving a baby face like Drew McIntyre the big win. Right. Well, in about I'd say what two thirds of the way through the match, uh, Miz cashed in his money in the bank. No, Morrison cashed, cashed in, in Miz's, Miz's money in, in the, the bank, bank, which will, gets interesting. Yeah. I like it. I like it. A lot of people lot crapped on this, but do. I thought it was. I good. think it's genius. I do too. Um, and well, because it's it not can't genius, be, but no, not it's genius, smart. But it is, <laughs> but like they can't. It's not like it could be a disqualification or anything right. either, because it's a TLC match, so you can do whatever the fuck you want, right? So, um, but he wasn't successful. Um, Drew McIntyre Retail, still yeah. climbs the ladder, yep. and picks up the win. He sure did. It was great. It was a good match. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Miz um, is still a good worker too. Mm-hmm. He still got it in the ring. He can go. Then we had, and there was one nasty bump. A couple for AJ, man. He yeah. took one over the... He took, the, what, the slam from the top rope over the table and, like, mm-hmm. missed the table and oh, hit tailbone yeah. first. I remember that. And then they, when they got pushed off the ladder at the very end, he went over the top rope and it didn't look like he had, you know, mm-hmm. went over properly like he should have by grabbing the rope and helping himself over. It looked like he literally fell over the yeah. top rope. And then it looked like he was bleeding at the end, too, but they only showed it for a second, <laughs> so I might be wrong about that. Yeah. But, yeah, really a match. Yep. Uh, I don't remember the order after that. No, then we went on to the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Yeah. Sasha Banks and Carmella. This is probably Carmella's best match of her career. This match did a lot for me. Uh, This is probably, yeah, I think this is the best Carmella match I've ever seen. And I think Sasha Banks has a lot to do with that. Oh, for sure. She always does. Yep. But, uh, no, fantastic. I mean, obviously Carmella wasn't winning here. Sasha's not going to lose this early. Um, no, now that she's not just lost it on her first defense, right. they're actually giving her a decent t- run with it, I hope. Yeah. And we're not there yet. This isn't a decent run yet. Nope. So let's keep it going. At least till Mania. It has to be I, at least I think until she has Mania. to through Mania. Like, she has to retain I think she should retain Mania. Mania, but I'm saying at least until Mania. Yeah. Like, don't have her drop it before WrestleMania. Right. Uh, then we had the Raw Tag Team Championship match, New Day, New Day? versus the Hurt Business. This what? was 
This was my match of the night. I'm not gonna lie. Nice. This was my favorite yeah, match on this the card. Was really good. I really like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Hurt Business pick up the victory yeah, or your new tag that. team champions, which yeah. I thought was was well done. It was. So um, this was my my favorite match on the card. Yeah, I really like this tag match, and that's rare that WWE put you know has yeah. tag team worth talking about. But here it was, man. Well, I mean, look at yeah, the teams. Yeah, two great teams too. So yeah, you got one of the best tag teams of all ever time. Right in the new day versus look, I'm fucking Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. Benjamin. And honestly, like I love this pairing too because who better of a person to Alex? Who better? Who better, Alexander to? I didn't do the next <laughs> Alexander to <laughs> learn from, though, than Shelton Benjamin, because they have kind of the same style. Similar, so, yeah. You know, I like it. Yeah, he can learn a lot from Benjamin um, with his experience. Yeah, the Hurt Locker win. Yeah, they did. And love it. Me too. Good times. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler uh, defended their Raw Tag Team Championships against Asuka and Charlotte. This match started failed. a little slow. Mm-hmm. But it picked up, and it was pretty yeah. good by the end of it. I and mean, it, I was invested by yeah. the end and paying attention. Right. And as I called, yeah, it was Charlotte. Yep. Um, Woo! And they pick up the win. Charlotte and Oscar win. I just, I still hate the whole, we've been building up Lana for three months now. For, for nothing. For Charlotte just to show up. Yep. <laughs> like, whatever. Welcome to the WWE. Mm-hmm. But still, yeah, it's good whatever. Yeah, it was a good match. It was fine overall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Roman Reigns. The other took TLC on Kevin match. Owens and the other, t- yeah, and the other TLC match for the Universal Championship. Yes, this was really good too. This was Roman Reigns retains, of course, yeah, as he should. Yeah, uh, but no, this was fantastic. Mm-hmm. The only way Owens should get it again is just to yeah. job it over to Goldberg. If he does that, I'm cool with Owens winning. But otherwise, Roman needs to retain. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, his reign should not be over yet. Um, who beats him? Who reigns? Yeah, like who on SmackDown right now can actually like. Um, and not like the WWE logic of like anything can happen. Like realistically, right. who do you think should take it from Roman? Like who's going to get that nod? Because that's a big deal with this. It's starting yeah. the way they're going. It's going to be a big deal when you finally take right. it from Roman. Because he, I mean, he holds it till at least Survivor Series, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Rumble next. Year. I think he holds it until Mania twenty twenty two. Personally, um, He's going to go on like a CM Punk type kind of tear. The problem yeah. is he's running out of guys to work with on SmackDown very right. fast. Cause and the thing is, anybody. so like, yeah. I think, so WrestleMania 2022, he faces The Rock. Because okay. we'll have fans back. And he beats The Rock. Right. And then. That doesn't need the belt though, so. Doesn't need the belt. No, you're right. Maybe we get a cash in before that. Maybe whoever wins money in the bank next year. Maybe they do another one of those weird deals where he defends it in the Royal Rumble and he doesn't win the Rumble. Yeah. They've done that before. They've done that yeah. or twice, an elimina- I think. Elimination Chamber. Yeah, or... and he loses it in an Elimination Chamber. Yeah. They get three or four guys teaming up on him. Yeah. Right? Something. Yeah. Maybe that's where Jimmy and Jay finally turn on Rose <coughs> and they cost him in the Elimination Chamber match. Yeah, there we go. He goes in thinking, oh, I got, I got the Ooses with me and they got right. my back and they turn on him and pin him and eliminate him. Yeah. And then neither of them win the belt either, though. Right, right. AJ Styles wins it. I'm just saying the name. Yeah. Draft next year. Bring AJ back. He takes it from Smackdown. Roman eventually. Yeah. Because I'd be alright with that. Yeah, I like AJ. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> We're just predicting 2022. And then we um, get on to the main event. Yeah, that I forgot about. Firefly Inferno match. Randy Orton versus The Fiend. 
It was fine. It was a Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt match. Yeah. It was probably the better of their matches from what they've had, or the best of their matches from what they've had. The problem was the announcers freaking out about Randy Orton going too far when he caught Bray Wyatt on fire, when that's Mm -hmm. literally the rules of the fucking match is you have to set your opponent on (laughs) fire. I'm like, I can't believe he's doing this. I'm like, it's the fucking rules of the match. You just explained it 15 Uh, minutes ago, Michael Cole. Shut the fuck up. Now, the second time was a bit too much. Oh, my God. That's when they should have freaked out. They shouldn't have freaked out the but first yeah, time. But, yeah, they like, were freaking out more the first time than the second when right. they just burned him to a crisp, yeah. which wasn't the him part. You know, him, like, running up on fire and getting hit with the mm. RKO was one of those things that, like, yeah. they'll be replaying that for 40 fucking years on <laughs> WWE. Right. It'll be in the intros of shit. Yeah. That RKO will be in the then-now-forever right. montage. Fantastic. Forever, because that was one of those iconic scenes that when I saw that, I was yeah. like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> right. Like, that's like when you saw Mankind get thrown off the cage, except mm-hmm. you know this one was, like, way more fixed than that was for safety. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or prepared. Sure. I don't want to say fixed, but... Right. Prepared for safety. Yeah. But no, it was a good show. It was the best mm-hmm. WWE show of 2020. Yeah. Not the best pay-per-view of the year, in my opinion. No. But the best WWE pay-per-view of the year. No. I mean, the best pay-per-view of the year was still... Revolution. Yeah. <laughs> in January. Just because there was a crowd. Yeah. <laughs> well, it has the best tag team match of all time. Of ever, oh, yeah. Are you? Which Yeah. Well, with that, we'll get on to Monday Night Raw, brother, brother. Brother, brother. Um, picked I off I mean, with, I do, but... as always, Charlotte Flair making her way to the ring. Woo! Actually, they switched it up, so it's not Drew McIntyre, it's not Randy Orton, it's Charlotte Flair. It's because she hasn't been there for nine months to be first. So exactly. We'll see how, how she's going to get into that circle, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Charlotte's here. Um, Have no fear. Yeah. And then Asuka comes out. And then, I don't know, Jax and Shayna come out. Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke come out for some fucking reason. They're attacking. Yeah. And then we get a match between Nia and Shayna versus Mandy and Dana. Yep. So, for the number one contender, right? Uh, I don't even think it was for oh, that. I thought it was, but fair enough. Maybe like a not like maybe a, it's for a match with the champions, and if they win that match, then they get a championship right. shot because that's, that's how WWE books. Yeah, but Shane and I won. Surprise! And then, uh, yeah, and then we get some hurt business stuff. They okay. come to the ring to celebrate the tag team championships. Oh yeah. Um. And Cedric seemed to be kind of getting on everybody else's nerves a little bit. <coughs> right. I don't remember what he was doing, but yeah, I don't know if he. I think he was being a little cocky about the win and kind of taking credit for it or right. something. And then MVP hired a photographer, and the photographer comes in, and our truth ends up showing up with his twenty-four <laughs> championship and photo bombs, and he climbs yeah. up the fucking rope and photo bombs it. It was pretty funny. Yeah. And then, a funny guy. Right. And then Hardy's music hits, and him and Riddle come out to the stage and congratulate them. Um, yeah. Which was Riddle. God. I like that they're allowing him to play his stoner character. Me too. Me without too. Without directly saying it. It's surprising, but... Yeah. Because he comes up that says, you know, why are you spending so much money and celebrating and going to the club? Mm-hmm. You know, I party a little bit differently. Uh, you should just chill and relax with the homies. Grill up some treats, get a little toasted, and listen to Joe Rogan podcast. Or watch the James Chappelle comedy special. <laughs> right? <laughs> or watch Friday. Yeah. 
I watched that again recently. So good. Good movie. So sad. Pops is. Yeah. It's funny though. It is the movie, not not yeah. the pop. Yeah, yeah. I miss pops. The movie's funny, and I watch it because of Debo passing away. Makes sense. Yeah. <coughs> um. Let's see. Angel Garza gives Elisa Rose backstage, and then he takes on Drew Gulak and wins. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about that. Yeah. So fair enough. Um. And then. We get a Miz TV with AJ and Omos, and this is where, yeah, the, uh, you know, AJ's pissed off at Miz for cashing in, and then, uh, Morrison's, or then someone, or then he, AJ's, was it AJ or Drew, said that, uh, cause then Drew came out, mm-hmm. and Sheamus came out, right, and, but someone said that, uh, you know, Morrison, was the one that actually cashed in. Miz never said that he was cashing in. Right. So Miz had an idea, and he left the ring. Because he's going to go try and yeah. get his briefcase back, obviously. Yep. He didn't cash in. Like I said, I like the idea. I, I do, too. I thought it was a smart way mm-hmm. to to bring the thing back. Yeah. And, and I noticed it that night, too, that Morrison was the one. I'm just like... I didn't. I, I mean, I oh, kind of really? did, but I didn't think yeah. anything of it. I just thought, oh, Morrison's right. just handing it to the ref. So Miz is getting yeah. his, Miz is obviously getting ready to wrestle. Because, so. see, I saw Morrison handing it in, and then I was watching Miz, and I was like, has the Miz said anything? I was, that's why I was thinking myself. And he did. And he never said nope. a word. So, yeah, I like it. Yep, I agree. Um, I agree 100%. Then there was a skerfuffle between Mike and Tyre and Sheamus, and then Keith Lee was there, too. And there was a big fight. Okay. And then Keith Lee and Sheamus are arguing backstage, and McIntyre tries to calm him down, and he calls uh, Sheamus a prick, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then T-Bar took on Ricochet, and T-Bar won. And T-Bar won, which, yeah. what the fuck? Again, if they would just play what they do on, like, Raw Talk or Talking Smack, it would be worth it. Because Ricochet... He got a fucking promo, right. dude. I saw that on fucking yeah. Reddit. Holy shit, that was a good promo. Yeah. But I didn't know Ricochet could talk like that. No, it was fantastic. Because they never let him fucking talk. Right. Yeah, that was good. He was really good. That's yeah. what I was saying to you all fair. Right. Like, why is the best promos in WWE happen on mm-hmm. Raw Talk, Talking Smack, or Twitter? Right. And T-Bar... Uh, after the match, like, offers Ricochet a spot, which mm-hmm. kind of leads to that. And right. Kind of gets him wondering if he should join. I think he should. It had, like, Charlie and R-Truth were playing, like, Devil and uh, Angel, Angel there. And one trying to get him to go one way. I think he other. should. I think it would be great I for R-Truth. Too. And then if they actually do something with Retribution. Right. And it makes sense, too, because, like, Retribution's whole thing is, oh, we weren't being used right, we're not, you know... And who has been used worse than Ricochet? (coughs) This guy should be one of your fucking poster boys, and you're treating him like a a low-level jobber. You're not even treating him like a mid-card guy anymore. It's ridiculous. Who cares? Let him put a fucking paper plate on his face and... Be the star he's supposed to be, I guess. I, don't know. I think he, him, and and Ali should stay unmasked. They should be two. Yeah. They should be the two unmasked ones. Yeah, they should be the cornerstones of the group. I just like the idea of the paper plate because that's hilarious. <laughs> Billy Kay's mask. There we go. Her Oscar mask. We'll just give that to yeah to Ricochet with a strap, though, obviously, yeah. so he can wear it, and it's not just held it by a stick. Um. Bobby Lashley and uh, MVP teamed up to take on Jeff Hardy and Matt Riddle. Mm-hmm. 
Not Matt. Not Matt. Sorry. Riddle. Riddle. Um, I was like, who's Matt Riddle? Yeah. For what I saw, this was pretty okay match. But, yeah. uh, Jeff Hardy ends up tapping out to the Hurt Lock after. The Hurt Locker after, Mm -hmm. so. It seems like this was uh, a pretty decent match from Mm -hmm. what I saw online. I didn't read, watch it. I didn't read it either, but. Um, whatever. Elias is in the ring with Jackson Riker and talks about a bunch of shit mm-hmm. and how Riker, I don't fucking know. Me neither. And then Lince Dorado and Grand Metal League come down. Hooray! And Jackson Riker wins in like a minute Good. or something. So, stupid. Um, oh. Actually, I'm, I disagree. Huh? That's how Jackson Riker should do for. If they're going to try and rebuild him, he should just squash him. But he's a good fucking dude, just, and he has a small opponent. He should squash him. I, I mean, I get it. It's the right call for that, but fuck Jackson Riker. Agree- oh, yeah, that, that I agree with. Oh, I thought you meant, like, the angle and everything. No, like, it fuck makes it sense. And I'm like, no, that makes sense. That's what they should do with the guy. No, but it yeah, totally him, makes sense. I forgot about I him. I just wish it was not him. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about him. And I don't get the teaming of Elias, and I don't understand. They don't know what to do with yeah. Elias? Yeah. They rarely let him even wrestle anymore? No. Or, well, for a while now. Since he came up from NXT. Yeah. Um, Randy Orton comes down to the ring talking about how he doesn't regret burning the Fiend alive. Um, And then the lights go out and all of a sudden there's a fucking playground in the middle of the ring. And Alexa Bliss is there. And... I'm convinced that Randy Orton is the real life fucking heir of Slytherin. And he can fucking talk to snakes and shit. Probably. For all my Harry Potter fans out there in the Buddom. Okay. I'm sure there's somebody else other than me. Probably. The Buds that likes Harry Potter. Out there. But don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, that's the whole, like, his song and everything. Like, he's the Viper, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, he hears voices in his head, and the voices he hears are the hisses of snakes, because snakes talk to him, and right. he can understand them, and they right. understand him, obviously. And yeah. Just like Harry Potter could do, and Voldemort, and everybody right. else. And me. All the other parcel tongues. I can talk to, uh... Hippopotamuses. Okay. Yeah, actually. I know llama. You know a llama? No, I know how to speak llama. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I know multiple llamas, but I don't know how to speak right. llama. Like, do you know their names individually? Some of them, but not all of them. Okay. Yeah, there's too many llamas in the world. What do you know all of them? Yeah. What do you call a group of llamas? Llamas. No, like, <laughs> you know, like it's a herd of cows or. Caravan. A caravan. I do believe, yes. Okay. Because. If I remember correctly, they will, not 100% natural, but more or less instinct, follow each other in like a single file line. Okay. So it's actually possible that you could lead one llama just like on a lead and like have like five or six or seven or eight or nine follow you. I'm pretty sure that that's how they behave in Minecraft and Minecraft based them upon how they act in the real world. And I looked that up once because I was curious as if they acted like that for real. Uh And I believe they do. Okay. But that's definitely how it works in Minecraft. Okay. They're still called a herd, though. A herd? I looked it up. Cool. They're just a herd. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. I like caravan better. I, I do, caravan too. Caravan Yeah. Fuck it. We'll call it a caravan. It'll right. be our little secret, buds. It's an armory of aardvarks, though. That's neat. That is neat. I like that. Uh, and then we had RV the aardvark taking on Riddle. Right. No. Or Charlotte <laughs> Flair and Asuka taking on Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans. I'm so pissed off every time I so see fucking, Peyton Royce yeah. and Lacey Evans. Why the fuck did they break up the Iconics for I this shit? I don't know. 
I don't know. And Billy Kay's the one doing more individual stuff than... Than Peyton Royce. And that was, she was the one they were supposed to make the star out of. Right. It makes no sense. because they don't know how to make a star in WWE. Right. And Peyton fucking tapped out. Of course she, she did. figure eight. Of course she did. Yep. Charlotte, dude. Mm-hmm. All right. And then we got a holiday... Charlotte's greater than all. I think this is the main event. Main event. Holiday street fight. Yes, it was. Between six man, six man, Mm -hmm. Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, and Keith Lee taking on AJ Styles, The Miz, and John Morrison. From what I saw, it was a fun little match. I mean, for what it was, it's their normal. Uh, They have Christmassy shit that they use as weapons and throw each other into trees and all that fun stuff. Right? Yeah. And then Drew, Sheamus, and Keith Lee won. And the whole story of the night was like Keith Lee being leery of Sheamus turning on Drew. Yeah. And then Sheamus ends up hitting Keith Lee with a bro kick after the match. And, and it was Drew's cool because like, Drew's like, dude, I told him you were cool. <laughs> right? Like, what the fuck? Why would you do that? <laughs> no, yeah. I thought that was great. I did too. So. And that was Monday Night Raw, brother. Can I brother. tell you something? I've probably never said this before in wrestling. Okay. I hope Sheamus never turns on him. Oh, no, we said that before. Didn't we? We said that. I like really want that to be the story is that he ends up being loyal all the way through. Kind of like how Sasha never turned on Bailey. Right. And it was Bailey that ended up in her paranoia turning on Sasha. Right. I thought that was smart. Yeah. But I guess with that, we should probably move on to Ring of Honor. Uh-huh. This was weird as shit. Okay. Let me start off. Okay, this is this is the come-again show after a pretty solid pay-per-view. Mm. They don't mention it. They don't mention a single match. There's not a recap. Fucking nothing. Really? Fucking nothing. So, That's weird. We basically had two matches. We uh-huh. had uh, Dalton Castle take on Brian Johnson. Maybe this was filmed before the pay-per-view? I know the reason why, but I'll just oh, get okay. through the card real quick and okay. I'll explain the why. So we had the two matches, Dalton Castle, Brian Johnson. Normal mm-hmm. promos before the match. They were both really good. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of Dalton Castle as a talker. Um, mm-hmm. I like his in-ring stuff. Um, good match. Good mm-hmm. solid wrestling match. Okay. Uh, Dalton Castle picks up the victory. Yeah. Um, and then we had Rhett Titus taking on Delirious, which was actually a really great pure match, in my opinion. Uh-huh. And uh, Rhett Titus ended up picking up the win here, which you kind of already knew. They've got history, these yeah. two guys. Okay. Um, they go back a long way, and um, Rhett Titus has never beat Delirious in a singles match. He's only uh-huh. had victories in tag team or multi-man affairs. Okay. So what I found out about Ring of Honor is that apparently... Uh, oh, sorry, there's also, they hyped up next week they're going to have a big match between Kenny King and LSG. I should have, I forgot to mention that. That was okay. the other big thing on the show other than the promos and everything. Okay. So apparently in some markets the show date, the show comes out on Fridays. Okay. And I don't mean like we get it Monday and then they get it Friday. They get it Friday and then we get it Monday. Oh, okay. Monday. So for some people this came out before Final Battle happened. Oh, okay. And so therefore that's, that's why fine. there was nothing on. Which I think's not a good call on their part. Yeah. Like, you're getting the most attention you've had in, in what, at least five years or so? Maybe longer? Longer at this point now. Shit, probably closer to ten years. And you don't even mention the card on your show? Like, that turned a lot of people off, I have to imagine. Yeah. I don't know. It might not have. Mm -hmm. Tell us what you thought, buds. Oh, next up, we'll move on to Impact. I didn't watch Impact. I don't know if we have anything to talk about. 
Did I watch? I did, but I didn't really pay yeah, attention. Yeah, so we can just, yeah. We only got a couple a, things that we need to talk about. Right. It was really a recap show. Yeah, like a best from of 2020. 2020. So they did like Ace Austin versus Trey for the X Division from like Hard Which was a really good match. Yeah, which Ace Austin won. Yes. Um, and then he announced. Oh, and then they kept announcing like uh, people winning whatever of the year. Yeah, too. They're a version of the slam race right. for you WWE fans out so there. So Ace Austin was the X Division Star of the Year, and then he cut a promo about it, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's like, I was only in the X Division for like three, four months, like, and I was and I'm the Star of the Year, right? Which is great. It was good. I thought that was smart. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Tag Team of the Year went to the North. Yep. Um. They showed Deanna Prazo versus Jordan Grace. Jordan Deanna Prazo won Knockout of the Year. This was first, their second match. Yeah, which I thought their first one was their better match, and I wish they would have shown that one. But um, the second one was still a good match. Yeah, but Deanna cut a promo, and she seemed like oddly nervous. It was yeah, weird. it was weird. It was her like accepted speech of winning female right. Knockout of the Year, or whatever. Yeah. Um, Knockout of the Year is what they call. Yeah, them. it just kind of went like that. Whatever. Diano also won Wrestler of the Year. Um, but the only thing else of note was Callus uh, and Omega cut another promo, mm-hmm. um, which was really cool. So. And we had another Tony and Tony yeah. paid ad spot, right? Which was also fun because yeah, those yeah. have been really fun so far. Yep. Yep. And with that, we'll move on to NWA Shockwave. Yeah. Which was episode four, I believe. Yeah. We had what, four matches on this show. Yes. So uh, tag team titles: Aaron Stevens and the Question Mark teamed up. To uh, take on Eli Drake and James Storm. Yep. And won the titles. Yeah. There. They won the tag team championships. Yep. And then and uh, Serena Deeb took on Thunder Rosa. Yes. Serena retained. Yes. Um, that was a good match. I don't know if you watched this week or yeah. not. No. I did not get a chance. Okay. This is like the only thing I didn't The women's match was good. I, yes. really, I mean, the tag match was good too. Yeah. But I really liked the women's match. And then Nick Aldis took on Jordan Clearwater, which this was not for the title, obviously. Correct. But yeah. Nick won. Yeah. And then we had TV title match. I didn't pay uh, much attention to the oldest match, just for the yeah. record. It was kind and of then, background yeah, for me. At TV point. title match. Mm-hmm. Zicky, Defi- Zicky Dice defending against DePope. Yep. And DePope ends up winning. Yep. And All of these make sense because champion. James Storm is no longer with NWA. Right. Uh, Ziggy is no longer with NWA. Or he's he about has, to not. I was going to say he has a couple days left. He must not have. I was say he it's doesn't have much left. Year. Okay, yeah. he doesn't have much left then. Yeah. Um, with that, we'll move on to AW Dark. Yeah, just run through real quick. Yeah, break. as normal, we'll just run through and tell you who won who lost. Uh, Jurassic Express, except for one part. Okay, Jurassic Express took on Bear Country, and Jurassic Express won. Uh, yeah. Can I say I do like Bear Country? I was worried at first when I saw him come down with the fucking masks on. And I'm like, if they wrestle in these, this is stupid. Right. But they at least took them off. Yeah, they take them off to wrestle. So. I'm intrigued. I saw the guys and I was like, huh, this is an interesting gimmick. Yeah, I like Let's see what this is about. Um, Oh, this doesn't have this on here. Was it it right next? Or was it? No, it was. After. Nyla. Huh? It was a little into the show. Okay. Nyla Rose took on Tesha Price. Uh-huh. Nyla Rose Nyla Rose won. won. Miro took on Sunny Kiss. Miro won. Thunder Rosa took on Jasmine Allure. Thunder Rosa won. I think it was right about here. Yeah, somewhere. Uh, we'll just bring it up. So, yeah, Britt Baker did the... 
Oh, what's she calling it? Waiting room. Waiting the waiting room. room, which is like her talk show on dark. <coughs> right. And her guests were Frankie Kazarian mm-hmm. and Christopher Daniels. Yeah. And Kazarian just took the mic and caught a fucking promo mm-hmm. on CD. Like, right. this is your fault. Yep. You keep losing. Every time we lose, it's you. Yep. Like, you're the problem. And CD's like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm so anxious and miserable. Every time I come to the ring, I don't want to wrestle anymore. I hate this. I'm done. Yeah. And he's like, Kaz is like, fuck no, you ain't. I ain't letting you walk out like this. Yeah. We're going to go back and we're going to do this fucking thing. Yep. We're going to make our way back to the top. And the next time we lose, we're done. We'll, we'll hang it up. If we yep. lose again, we're done. And what I hope is that they go on a fucking tear and all the way the up and win the titles. Yep. And then when they lose them, hopefully it all out next year with the crowd. Right. Is when they retire. That's when Daniels retires. I don't think they win the title and Daniels is like, okay, when we lose, I'm done. I I mean, he's been doing it for a long time. And even though I still think he can go, I don't blame him for hanging it up at this point. No. Especially because it seems like he's been doing more backstage anyways mm -hmm. than in ring as of late. Right. And at this point, yeah, that's fine. So. Uh, Stu Grayson. Yeah, they still got Kaz and Scorpio to be exactly. SCU. So, yeah. and CD can still and come out still, with him and right. shit. He just he won't just wrestle anymore. Wrestling. Right, be more like a manager role. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, Stu Grayson took on Lee Johnson. Stu Grayson won. Alex Gracia took on Kylan King. Alex Gracia won. Peter Avalon took on Mike Verna. Peter Avalon won. Red Velvet took on Vert Vixen. Red Velvet won. Which I don't like that name. Yeah, by me the way. either. I think I was stupid. I agree. Uh, Colt Cabana, Alan Angels, and Preston Vance of the Dark Order took on Aaron Solo, Fuego Del Sol, and Ray Jazz. As always. Hashtag join Dark Order. Layla Hirsch took on Maddie Renkowski. Layla Hirsch won because you couldn't say the other girl's last name without stuttering over right. it, so... The Gun Club took on Terrence and Terrell Hughes. The Gun Club won, and even though I haven't watched it yet, I heard Austin looked really good in this match. I thought this was really cool, too, because it's like Billy Gunn's kids versus um, Devon's kids, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Gun Club won. Yes, the Gun Club won. I I thought I said said that. that. I thought I I did, but yeah, good call. Good call. Um, Okay, so this was my surprising match of the night. Ray Phoenix took on Danny Limelight. And Ray Phoenix won. Yeah, but this was... Danny Limelight looked really good. I mean, I'm sure Phoenix could make anybody look good, to be fair. Yeah, but he was, like... He was up there on the ropes and shit doing that stuff with Phoenix. Okay. Like, it was really good. Maybe I'll give that one a watch, too, because I wanted to go Mm -hmm. back and check out a couple of the other matches. I want to put this one on. When you told me to watch the thing, I was playing Madden, so I just put put it on. But, yeah, this one pulled me in. And then, uh, main event, Matt Seidel taking on Serpentico. And Matt Seidel wins, yep. obviously. With that, we're going to move on to AEW Dark. Creeper Creeper. No, Dynamite. Dynamite. We creeper just creeper. finished Dark. I got the Creeper Creeper part right. You did. It's because when I looked, I just I saw Dark and said Dark. Even though we just did Dark. Dynamite. Yeah. This was preempted by Shooty Hoops. Yeah. By two hours. It was. And BJ and I forgot. I showed up, you right. know, at 7 o'clock like normal so we could bullshit for a while before we start. Right. And then it was like, at like 7.30, I'm like, oh yeah, fuck, dude, this doesn't come on until fucking 10 because of Shooty Hoops. Yep. So we watched NXT, though. We did. We'll get there. Let's do yeah. Dynamite first because yeah. we always do Dynamite first. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Inner Circle uh, members, Chris Jericho and MJF took on Top Flight. Yeah. Solid um, tag team match. Yeah. MJF and Jericho pick up right. the victory here. Yeah, they gave him like 11, 12 minutes. It was pretty good. Yeah. Um, with the lead-in from basketball, I think they should have went stronger than that. I agree. I get bringing I was, out Jericho and MJF. I think but that was the wrong call. Yeah. The thing was, they were... Pro- 
they needed to have some muscle out there, someone that looked good, because people were making fun of... Like, Jericho's in good shape for his age, but, like... People were making fun of him. Right. <coughs> um, like, not wrestling people. Right. The shooty hoops people yeah, carried into the beginning. Correct. So, like, oh, shit, I remember this guy from the 90s. He's still right. out of shape. Right. He's, like, the most in-shape, out-of-shape person I've ever seen. Right. It's, it's so weird. It is so weird. Um, yeah, they should have done something else. And then after, oh, and yeah, Jericho MGF won. And then afterwards, Hager was bitching about Wardlow. And challenged him. Yep. Oh, <coughs> and said he already talked oh, to Oh, yeah, Tony. we already talked to Khan about it, and it's next week. Yep. We're going to get Wardlow and Jake Hager. Yeah. It's going to be dope. Mm-hmm. New Year's Bash or whatever the fuck they're calling it. Yeah. Something like that. I don't think bad. NXT is New Year's Evil. Yeah, which is pretty cool. A little animation's kind of weird. It's on the wrong week, but it's a good name. Yeah. That should be happening on the 30th, not on... Or on the 30th... Yeah, the 30th, not yeah. on the 6th, but whatever. Anyway. That's neither here nor there. Anyway. Moving right uh, Tony Schiavone interviews Sting. He does that. It's Sting! Yep. He talks about Dusty and Cody, and then he starts to talk about Darby, but Taz interrupts. Yep. Um, which I like that they keep teasing it. Yes. I still want to know, but... You know what I me. want? Mm. I know it's not going to happen, but just one more match. It can be cinematic. Yeah. It will be. We'll get to that in a minute. Right. I want Sting versus Taz. God, that would be cool. That would be cool. I bet they could pull off cinematic with L. Like, because I didn't watch ECW because I didn't have access to it back then, yeah. or else I'm pretty convinced I would have watched it. But it oh, I we too. didn't have it here in Ohio where no. I grew up. Right. Um... But you still heard stuff and knew stuff because the internet was around back then already even though it was slow fucking dial up through AOL. It was still the internet and yeah. of course it's my interest in wrestling. That's one of the first things and I feel like wrestling was one of the first things to get on the internet. Mm-hmm. I remember reading about wrestling and Taz was like, to me not watching it, while he was there, he was the sting of he was the Steve Austin of ECW. He was yeah. the sting of or Hulk, 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 Hollywood Hogan or whoever. Mm-hmm. He was their top guy. He was and their RVD, face. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then after Taz left, I think RVD kind of took the mantle yeah. from Taz. And to see those two guys, like Taz and fucking uh, Sting, yeah. I think that would be that fantastic. Be but again, I don't really see it happening. I don't see Taz doing right. a cinematic match. That's what I think. Mm. I think Taz would see that as something beneath him that would make him look like less of a real tough guy. And that's, Taz seems very... Yeah. Interested in protecting his image. That's true. And always has. Which I get. I mean, that's your money right there as a wrestler. But mm-hmm. he seems more so than others about... I can see... Like, maybe. to the point where I hear people joke about, like, getting pissed off if somebody else in wrestling tries to use orange and black because those are his colors. Mm-hmm. He's orange. You don't wear orange and black. I could see maybe where, like, you know, Taz's team... Versus like Sting and his team, okay, and, like Darby, but not a one-on-one And do like match. a stadium stampede type cinematic thing. That would be cool. Where Taz gets involved, but he's not actually like wrestling in the match. Wrestling a match, right? right. Where, I can like, see that. Maybe how you know I've been wanting the, to talk to you about that since you got here. You did like the bar match, <laughs> like how they did the bar part with Hangman and all that. Right. Do something like that with Taz where, I don't know, he's shooting pool or yeah. something and he breaks a pool stick over someone's back or well, whatever. Well, before know. we move on, I got one piece of news and rumors that just happens to fit in, fit in, okay. fits in that fits in with Sting here as we're talking about Sting. Uh, so Sting on was on the uh, mm-hmm. AEW uh, 
uncensored podcast this week. Unrestricted. And, unrestricted podcast, thank you. And one of the questions he was asked is, uh, or one of the things he talked about mm-hmm. was when Tony talked to him, he's Tony Khan, said, you know, would you be interested in doing cinematic matches? And Sting's like, oh, yeah, 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 I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm interested. Yeah. And like, he didn't say it like that, but there was enthusiasm in his voice, mm-hmm. even on the podcast when he answered yes well, he to that. And said, I'm like, yes. I don't know if it was on there or if it was another interview. I think I it was saw a different him. one, yeah. But he it uh, might have been in this. I don't remember. Yeah, he said he offered to do a he cinematic did. match yeah. with Taker, yep. and Vince said no. He didn't think it. Vince didn't think people would be interested in it. Yeah, and it's dumb. We've been so interested in that match for, oh, I don't know, but, 25 years? That's I mean, fine. everybody knows the problem is that Vince is out of touch right now and right. doesn't understand what we, he's still booking for him, and yeah. that's not what we want right. in wrestling today is what Vince McMahon Right. So, moving on with AEW Dynamite, Creeper Creeper. Um, so, anyway, yeah, Taz's team comes out. Yes. And then Darby comes down, uh, and Darby has a skateboard, and Sting has his baseball bat, so Taz is like... I just want to explain when when BJ says he comes down, he does the lights go out and comes back on, and he went from being up in the rafters all the way down into the ring. Yeah. Like, that's how he came down. Right. Was magically sting-like. Well, you saw him, like, he took a, like, when the camera was on him, he took a step or two away. But I don't think he was supposed to. take that. I don't think he was supposed to. No, I don't think he was supposed to either, but... I mean, he was supposed to. I don't think we were supposed to see that. I think the camera was already supposed to be off, and that was a botch. Right. But anyways... It was still cool. He came mm-hmm. to Sting's back to make sure Sting didn't get jumped by four guys. Yeah. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this was pretty good, too. MJF was talking to Santana and Ortiz backstage. Yeah, this was fun. And Santana, um, I think we announced it. The reason he was off TV is he's lost his stepdad. Yeah. And MJF was talking to him about how he related because MJF recently lost his grandfather. Yeah. And... Um, like Santana, you know, was pretty okay with that. I think they even hugged. Yeah, shook they did hands. a little handshake and a hug thing, yeah. or a shoulder bump, or something. Right, yeah, some something kind of like show that. of com- yeah. camaraderie and so, thanks, brother, you right. know, kind of deal. So I, I do think I still think. But then they teased. They teased again, though. After mm-hmm. afterwards, they kind of were like they're teasing with the two brothers. That one's kind of pro MJF and the other's yeah. not, and I like it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think we get like an even split here. Like yeah, I think we're breaking into four. two factions. Yeah. I didn't think we were at first. No. I thought this was just getting Jericho out, It'll but be, no, I think so. Yeah, Jericho, um, probably Jericho, Hager, Sammy, and Ortiz. Ortiz will go one way, yeah. and then Santana, Hager, or Santana. Tana, Wardlow, MJF, and is that it? Guevara. Go- no, Guevara's good. I Jericho. still want Guevara to go with MJF. <laughs> I want Guevara to be the one to turn and like... yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping that's what they've been teasing. So. Yeah, but that was good. That was fun. Yeah. Anyway. Um, all right. The Dark Order, which was Colt, 5, and 10, yeah. took on Jurassic, the Jurassic, Jurassic Express. Express. Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Marco Stunt. It was fine. Yeah. For six on six, or three on three, and yeah. Jurassic Express won, I do believe. Yeah. Jungle Boy won with yeah. the uh, Powerbomb on yep. five. And then Tony interviewed them after the match. And FTR and Tully show up on the big screen and challenge them to a match come January 6th. Yes. Um, two weeks, so, bud. Two weeks, yep. Um, oh, Alex Marvez catches up with Kenny Omega. Yes. And, and you said Kenny King for you some reason. You did almost say Kenny King. We already talked about wow. him. Yeah. And Don Callis at a hotel. And, oh, yeah, uh, Callis was saying that... Um, 
Tony Khan's made like the biggest mistake because he lets the wrestlers run the show. Yeah. And, you know, uh, talks about how Ray Phoenix and he already beat him in AAA, so. Yeah, I like that. Mm hmm. Yeah. Then we got The Butcher versus Pac with Eddie Kingston on commentary. This worked out as a good match. I really like this. Yeah. This was my match of the week. Honestly. I really like this yeah. match. I don't know. There's a few on TLC that went. I know TLC better. was close, but mm-hmm. that tag match on TLC was fantastic. But yeah. this was my match. I just something about this just their two yeah. styles worked right as well together as I really hope they were mm-hmm. going to. And I think that's probably the best performance we've ever seen out of the butcher. Yeah. So probably. yeah, I really like this match. I thought this was fantastic. Yeah, Pat could have a good match with a paper bag. He's like right. AJ Styles and a handful of other guys in that right. regard. Um. Yeah, and there was obviously, like, distractions and stuff, and uh, at one point, Eddie Kingston goes to get up, and Lance Archer comes out yep. to the top to keep him from yep. interfering like in the too. match. Yeah. But Pac, Pac, Pac ends up the victory. with the Black Arrow, which is, God, that is such a great such move. Such a good move, yeah. And then uh, Pac and Archer stare down at each other afterwards. That should be a fun match. Whenever that happens, yeah. Pog versus Archer. Right, right. Uh, Jade Cargill is backstage and basically says Brandy got pregnant on purpose because she didn't want to face her. And she but then called her out somebody. anyway, so I still want you to come face to face with me. Yeah. So. Bitch. She called her a bitch, right? She called her something. I think she did. I think yeah. it was bitch. Heifer was the better insult. Brandy's already won that one. <gasps> yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, no, she did. Oh, I still can't get into this, but Tony Giovanni's with Kip, Penelope, and Miro. Me neither, dude. I've tried. Uh, they I like Miro, yeah. but... They announced, go to announce the wedding date. They show a video. Trent ended up being uh, put on an ambulance. Yes. Because uh, they beat him up, I guess. And then they announced that the wedding's going to be February 9th. Woo! On a beach. Yeah. It's going to be called Beach Break. Woohoo! In February. I'm so excited. In Florida. Yeah, I don't care. Me neither. I'm, I'm guessing that's when Trent comes back. They let him, because he did go to Twitter, said he's going to be out for a month or two. That's yeah. six weeks from now. Mm-hmm. So Trent comes back that day. Yeah, I didn't realize when they pulled the angle with him leaving in the ambulance that he was mm-hmm. legit hurt. I didn't know he had got hurt until he posted yeah, it, apparently. and I didn't see his post yeah. until after that. So. Right, I didn't. I, yeah, I don't think Dude, he look at this. I'm ever. fucking crying, man. Oh. I'm so upset about Trent. Yeah. Not really, but my eyes just watered for no fucking reason, buds. It's weird shit. Oh. Anyways... Moving right along. Uh, Evil Uno took on Dustin Rhodes. This Dustin was fun Rhodes too. won. This was a really good match. Yeah. And Dustin Rhodes won here. He picks up the victory mm-hmm. over Evil Uno. Yeah. And then uh, he tries to give Dustin a handshake afterwards. Uno does. Yeah. And Dustin won't shake his hand. Matter. Right. Fuck you. So, you know, a bunch of people show up. Lee Johnson shows up. QT Marshall yep. shows up. The Dark Order shows up. But the Nightmare family stood tall. They did. So. Yep. Uh, Tony Schiavone is now with Sean Spears. Mm-hmm. I kind of like this. I thought this was solid. It was uh, good to see Sean Spears. You yeah. don't get to see him very often. And, yeah, he cuts. He's like, you know, pretty much, I'm sick of this. It's everyone's fault that I've been failing. And I'm done with Tully. I'm done looking for tag teams, blah, blah. I'm yep. done. And Tony's like, you know, you're kind of the common denominator on all this. Maybe it's your fault. And then he gets pissed and walks He did away. get pissed. And uh, I think I might have had this for news and rumors coming up, but it obviously fits in. Yeah. Since then, he has been removed from the AEW roster page. He has deleted his Twitter. Oh, I didn't see this. And he has made his Instagram private. 
So he's playing all in on this. Wow. So I like it. Uh, Dasha Gonzalez is with Hikaru Shida, who gets attacked by Abaddon. Okay. And then they get split up. And then Hikaru Shida takes on Alex Gracia. And Hikaru Shida ends up picking up the win. Yes. But Abaddon shows back up and she Bites fucking her. bit her fucking neck. Yeah. She started bleeding everywhere and shit. It was mm-hmm. great. Um, oh, God, that just gave me flashbacks. I watched the David Arquette thing. Oh, yeah. And <clears throat> the light bulb to the fucking <clears throat> neck. Yeah. They show the wound. Ooh, oh, I bet. Yeah, it's rough. I've never seen it, and that just gives me a chill just thinking about Dude, it. I got, I got chills just thinking. Like, when they started, when Nick Gage showed up on the screen and I knew it was coming, I just started getting chills already. Mm. Because I just knew what was coming. That fucking match. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Alright, was this main event? Main event? Main uh, event! Young Bucks mm-hmm. taking on the acclaimed for the AEW World Tag Team Titles. I just had a hard time getting into this match for some mm. reason. I don't know why. Lately, I've really, I've actually been really enjoying the Young Bucks stuff, but I just, yeah. I, I don't, I mean, I can't say anything bad about it. I just couldn't mm. get into it. For, I don't know if it's because it was so late and I was just tired because yeah. it, it was almost midnight almost or what, but yeah, yeah I just. Uh, I thought it was all right. It was pretty good. It so, I don't have anything bad to say about yeah. it. I just don't remember very well. I couldn't get into it. Right. I think it just had to be tiredness. Yeah. Um. Young Bucks win, of course. Yeah, because there was the there was a low blow and then the boom box, but yeah. they ended up having the near fall. And then they got a power bomb Bowen through the table. Yep. And then they had the BT trigger mm-hmm. for the win. Yeah. And that's Dynamite. Yeah. That one went on to NXT. NXT. Which we watched before. Nephew, nephew. Dynamite. Because, right. you know, it was yeah. long before for a rare case. Yeah. And oddly enough, you wouldn't know they didn't go up against AEW by their numbers this week <coughs> for either show, honestly. You wouldn't have That's realized true. they went unopposed as far as wrestling concerns by either of their numbers because well, they were right around yeah. normal. NXT went up against basketball and Dynamite was on late. So and Dynamite did go down yeah. like 100,000 people, but considering yeah. it came on two hours later, I actually didn't think that was a bad That's drop-off. Personally. No, no, no. So, it was Christmas Eve Eve, too. So Yeah. All people didn't work the next day. Right. Um, we started off with uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch taking on Killian Dane and Matt Drake Maverick in a street fight. Yeah, this was a fine little street fight, except for the fucking... So they start off, they're having a street fight, weapons and hitting each other and shit, and then they get into the ring and they're tagging and following rules, and then it just all breaks down and there's no more rules again. Yeah. And it was dumb and I don't understand... Yeah, I don't know. Rules and street fights don't make fucking sense. Mm-hmm. That's the point of street fight. Right. I do like Drake Maverick in uh, street fights, though. I like for Drake Maverick reason, and Killian Dane. Something yeah. about those two guys works for me. <laughs> right. Um, but the champions won this. Yeah, they so, retained. I don't even know if this was a title match, but... No, it wasn't. But Bartell and... Uh, no, sorry, Birch and Orkin yeah. fucking Oni rules, and they're yeah. still tag teams, and yeah. they're still the winners. Mm-hmm. Then we had Isaiah Swerve Scott taking on Actually, Jake Atlas. Let me throw this in here. Okay. News and rumors. Pat McAfee's not going to be back on TV until spring. Yeah. And that's because WWE don't want to use him until spring, mm-hmm. apparently. I feel like he's let these guys run because the whole idea of their. Um, their faction is that, like, he paid these guys. To do this stuff. So let them run roughshod for a few months. 
and bring him back when it's necessary. I think it makes him feel like a bigger deal when he comes back. I don't want to like that occasionally, but yeah, bring him back and get him ready for the uh, takeover by Mania. I don't know. Just the, I guess the way I read into it was more so like they didn't have anything for him kind of deal. Right. And I'm like, what? He he's like yeah. he's the guy you should you should have him on the main fucking roster. Yeah. Why the fuck are you wasting this name and then people know this guy outside of the wrestling world? Right. Didn't he play a sport or something? He was a foosball yeah. player, right? He was a punter or a kicker. Punter. People still know punter. punters and kickers if they follow that team. He's a punter, yeah. Well, he's one of the most polarizing of them too. And he's got that podcast, which is huge apparently. Huge. Yeah. Doesn't he do big numbers with that? Yeah. So I just don't understand why they're wasting him on NXT, but yeah. I shouldn't say wasting him. They're using him well on NXT, yeah. but it's Whatever. Um, but no, I don't disagree with you from the attraction standpoint and him only being on once right. every two or three months instead of every week because then yeah. he becomes normal. He's just right. another guy. Right, exactly. I agree 100%. I just... My problem with is how do you not have anything for a guy that's fucking good, naturally this fucking good. Right. He shows up on the first time he's on TV. He gave him one of the most realistic mm-hmm. punts I've ever fucking seen him. He put Randy Orton to shame with his fucking punt yeah. to Adam Cole. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. He is a punter. To be I was going to say, he punted footballs for a little bit. But he should have kicked him for fucking real. He's not used to fake punting footballs. You don't pretend to punt the football unless it's like Charlie Brown shit. Where it's like, <laughs> sometimes when you warm up, you do. Oh, fair enough. You do practice kicks like you do practice yeah, swings. Without, yeah. Like in golf yeah. and baseball. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, okay, anyway, Swerve took on Jake Atlas and won. Yeah, this was whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then Rhea Ripley took on Dakota Kai. This was a good match. Yeah. I like Dakota Kai. I like Rhea Ripley. Yeah. I really like Dakota Kai as a heel versus the baby right. face she used to do. And Rhea ends up picking up the win because they're really more to this match with Raquel, and which they announced. Yeah. I don't know if they announced in this show or if it was later on Twitter. But it, oh no, there's a Dexter Loomis thing coming. Oh my God. I don't know when it is, but Dexter Loomis shows up and he does a painting that pretty much announces that Raquel versus Rhea is a last woman standing. I yeah. missed that, so that must have been towards the end of the yeah, show. Yeah, it was when you left because I don't remember that happening. Yeah, at all. So, okay. Uh, Bronson Reed took on Ashante the Adonis. Mm-hmm. Bronson Reed won. Then, this was fantastic. I loved it. Uh, Timothy Thatcher took on Leon Ruff, and fucking Leon Ruff won. Nice. I right? saw that. And it was. Yeah. I love Leon Ruff. Um, and then, Thatcher went to attack... Uh, Rough afterwards, but Chompa showed up okay. and hit him with the DDT thing. Just be careful. Uh, Tyler Rust. Oh, there was a promo earlier with Tyler Rust and... Uh, oh, what's that guy? Malcolm Bivens. Malcolm Bivens, yeah. Which was actually pretty good. Yeah. I liked it. I'm interested. And Tyler... Tyler Rust is, yeah, joining Malcolm Bivens, so... Right. And he's taking on Arya Davari here. Yes. It wins pretty... He was pretty impressive. I like this Tyler Rust guy. I was impressed for uh, for the debut there. <coughs> yeah. I thought he looked pretty good. I'm... I don't know Michael Bivens very well, mm-hmm. so I'm actually interested in seeing more of him, too, because he was starting to intrigue me a little bit with those two giant 
Or were they Indian dudes, I think? Yeah. I can't think of their names. Yeah. Because they didn't feature them very much, and I don't watch NXT very often. Right. Um, Are those guys just not around because of COVID? I I'm guess, guessing. maybe. They're probably home in India, or... Yeah. Something. I don't know where they live. They might live in fucking North Carolina, for yeah. all I know. Mm-hmm. Sorry, from North Carolina! All right, back um, to NXT. Main event. Main event. Adam Cole took on Velveteen Dream. Yeah, I missed this, but yeah. that's fine. Yeah, I didn't care. Cole won. Sure, it was a good so, match. It was all right. Just all right. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I wasn't paying that much attention because... Well, with that, we're going to move on to SmackDown Live. Yeah. Um, sister, sister. Which I didn't see, but I didn't from see what it. I heard, it sounds yeah. like it was a really good episode of SmackDown. Yeah, I... Should have watched. I thought about watching it. I'm like, eh, it's Christmas. It's been taped. Like, I know the outcome of the main event. Right. Whatever. And no, I guess it was. I did still want to see the main event, and I I do still plan on going back either today or tomorrow and checking it out. I'm going to watch this beginning match as well. Um, Because we started off with. The ladder, or the uh, cage match. Yeah, cage match between Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. And I do have to say, so this was filmed on Tuesday, right? Okay. Like. So they had that hell of a TLC match on Sunday. And then had to turn around on Tuesday and have this 48 hours late. Yeah, had this brutal ass cage match. Like, respect to these two guys, you know? I mean, yeah, in comparison to today's wrestlers, absolutely. I was like, the guys in, like, before the old time resolution, like, that all the fucking time, but they're also not taking the bumps and shit that guys today take. Right. I mean, they take, you know. Yeah, they do our Broadways, but they're doing I think 10 in, moves in I think hour. in one way, like, I think it does, like, go to prove that, and I've said this for a while, I don't even know if you and I have ever talked about this, but, like, in, and the one thing Jim Cornette is totally wrong about is that taking these bumps have shortened wrestling's, wrestlers' careers, because that mm-hmm. is obviously not true by the fact that there are some old motherfuckers still fucking wrestling as far as wrestlers yeah. go in 2000. Plus, like, back in the 80s, most of the wrestlers died in their fucking 40s right. that wrestled from the 80s. Right. So, like, today's wrestlers are still wrestling in their fucking 50s. And I think it's because they don't have those brutal schedules they used to have, but they're taking yeah. bigger bumps because they can. Right. Because they have more time to recoup in between them. Especially mm-hmm. now in the COVID era where they're not working three or four nights a week. Right. I like AEW's schedule. They work, you know, a couple... They work twice a month, basically. Yeah. They work every other week. Right. For like three and days. they might have three matches or four matches in right. that time, but, but still. I I like it because I mean it just works mm-hmm. and like it doesn't them not wrestling three or four times a week to me yeah. doesn't diminish the quality of their in ring stuff. They don't no. get they don't develop ring rust over a couple of days no. extra being off. Right. I also think the way New Japan does it is smart, where mm-hmm. they have big shows. And then, like, everything else is a lot smaller scale, and they're not going constantly. But it still seems like they're churning out shows all the time. Right. And their wrestlers, like, like especially around the G1, there's nothing before it and nothing after it for a while. So that way, guys can rest up and get ready for that insane number of matches in a short amount of time. And then recoup from it after on the back end. Right. So, anyways, on SmackDown, And they also mix it up because they'll have... The G1, then they'll have the best of the Super Juniors, and then they'll have the Tag League. That's usually how it works. Plus, the you way, I mean? plus, like on the G1 nights, <coughs> on the nights that it's not your block, mm-hmm. you're in a tag team match instead right. of a singles match. So you're only right. in for a quarter of the time because a lot of those matches aren't two on two, they're four on four right. in New Japan. Or 17 on 17. Or... Japan usually no. keeps it to about four on four. Yeah. It's not very often you see them go insane with the numbers. Sometimes you get six. 
Yeah, six yeah. isn't too bad. I think anything more than six is where it gets too fucking ridiculous to know what's Wasn't going there on. there one time that like it was John Cena or something took on like thirteen or some fuck? I yeah, I kind of remember that. Uh, anyways, anyways, um, so anyway, the cage match, yeah, ends up with uh, Jey Uso coming down and handcuffing Kevin Owens to the cage, and Roman just smugly walking out mm-hmm. with his championship. It was great. It was, yeah. Um. And then we got a women's tag team championship match. Elimination match, I think. Mm-hmm. It was Asuka and Charlotte against Carmella and Bailey and Sasha and Bianca. Yes. Um, Carmella and Bailey get uh, eliminated first. <coughs> and Sasha got the pin over Bailey. Yes. Which was stupid because Bianca totally should have got the pin there. Like, that would have been the right call. And then Bianca. Especially over Bailey. Yeah. Right? And considering those two are the ones that have been feuding, mm-hmm. like it makes the most fucking yep. sense. But, no, but whatever. No, that was just dumb. Yep. But the still rest of it was still a good it. match. And then, but then Charlotte ends up picking up the win over Bianca, which is fucking stupid too. Yeah, but Charlotte's there. Yeah. And like, they don't put anybody above. Like, Charlotte's greater than all in WWE. Nobody gets really put is. up except. I think if Ronda would have stuck around yeah. long-term, more than just that year, I think Ronda mm-hmm. would have been held up higher than because of her previous status. Yeah. But. Um, oh, Sami Zayn's backstage with the Street Profits, and they got him a present that says, uh, says Intercontinental Champion, and then they put a piece of tape over it that says, I was. Yeah. And they gave it to him, and... Yeah, they're like, here, you'll need this at the end of the night because you're losing your championship. Poor Sammy. Yep. And then we got Jey Uso versus Daniel Bryan, which again was like apparently a really good match. But Daniel and Bryan ends up, yeah, right. And Bryan ends up picking up the win and announcing that he's going to be the first entrant in the Royal Rumble. I got to say, and what I've more so heard, but as the general consensus of this whole Jey Uso run Mm. right now. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it, along with Roman's run, I don't. I mean, it's not really Jay's run; it's Roman's. But the, the way they've been using him, I think, made me realize how much it took for granted how good he is by himself, and how much he doesn't need his brother. Because like, they're obviously one of the best tag teams of this generation, um, and probably the last era, the previous little era of wrestling too, the post-COVID era for sure. Because they're they're up there with the New Day as one of the greatest tag teams ever in WWE. They kind of remind me of the Briscoes in that aspect. Like, you can tell that one of them's... Like, you think that they'd never break up because they're perfect together, this and that. But then when something happens and one of them does have to do it, they you do realize it. that it's okay. <laughs> like, cause, I Yeah, because you've seen it with both Jay and Mark Briscoe, like yeah. you said. They've both done it on their own. I mean, right. Jay's a former fucking Ring of Honor champion. Right. He's held their world title. Exactly. The one that Rouge holds right now, so... Like, and honestly, I wouldn't be mad if Jey Uso one day dethroned Roman. Like, wouldn't be mad. Me either. I don't think it happened. Me either. But I wouldn't be mad. Oh, um, I should not be mad. And then the last match of the night <laughs> was a uh, lumberjack match for the Intercontinental Championship. Yep. Between Sami Zayn and Big E. Which I like because this is, uh, <coughs> I mean, the lumberjack match, this is like, makes the most sense. Because Sami Zayn's been winning lately by counting, out, getting countouts and hiding and shit like that. So I like when they do it right. Like that. Right. 
And uh, at one point, he actually gets past the lumberjacks and just tries to run away. Yes. And Apollo Crews just, like, fucking sprints up the, the aisle him. and catches him and drags him back. That's interesting. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Big E ends up picking up the win, and he's your new Intercontinental new Champion. New Intercontinental Champion of the uh, world! Dude, they made him, like... For the people that stuck around, they made him look like a star. They made their Intercontinental Championship look like one of the most important titles in the business. It should be. Um, you know, they had all the faced lumberjacks come in and, uh, like, hold him up, put right. him on their shoulders. He got the fucking confetti cannons. That's dope. Like, everything. That's it was cool. I like that. fantastic. Like I said, it made... This I'm gonna say, like right. from beginning to end, this sounds like a decent <coughs> to good episode, depending on yeah. segment. Like some of them just sounds okay, but overall, right. and with like they had the lead in from some sport sporty event. Yeah, um, so they were what did you say over four million? Yeah, the the cage match did like four million, and then they ended up averaging three point three million. That's impressive. So like, yeah, I don't know what kind of sporty event it was. With it being Fox, I don't think it's. I don't think they have shooting hoops on Fox, do no. they? So it's probably footy ball. Football. Was this on Fox? Kiki ball. I don't um, know what we call football. I mean, there was a game yesterday. Uh, the Vikings took on the Saints, so maybe that was it. Maybe. That's a high-scoring fucking game. The Saints won 52-33. to 33. That's crazy. Four million, forty million people. Four million million. people. Yeah. With that, we're going to continue the top one hundred countdown of the twenty tens. Yeah. Your buds that are new. We're at number eighteen. Who happens to be Finn Balor, or Finn Balor for you NXT fans out there. Yours was NXT, right? Yeah. So mine was Progress. So you get to go first. Yeah, mine was like two thousand fourteen. Mine was twenty sixteen. Okay, I watched Finn Balor versus. uh, Zack Saber Jr. Oh, nice! In progress. How was uh, that? Zack Saber Jr. has actually come a long way in the past six years. I will say that he was—he had those glimpses there, but he was nothing like he is now. I mean, I imagine. Um, look at the guys he gets to work with, like Minoru Suzuki, Will yeah. Osprey. I, I mean, mean, all he, that New Japan gra- group. Yeah. And oh, this was cool too. Finn came out as the Joker. Okay. Like I've seen, cool. I've seen him yeah. dressed up on pictures and shit. Yeah, so it was that match. I don't know if he's done it other times. Yeah, I don't know either. But well, how was the match? I'm assuming pretty. good. <coughs> yeah, it was good. Um, like I said, I was just a little disappointed with Zack Saber Jr. in this match. It wasn't. Yeah, but Finn looked great. Um, again, this was six years ago. Right. Finn picks up the win. Saber's uh, younger than Finn too, yeah. so I would expect he's, that many years ago. Right. His foot stomps, like the double, the coup de gras. Mm-hmm. wasn't a coup de gras then. It wasn't even a finisher. He pulled that out at one point. From the top rope? And yeah. didn't, that didn't finish the fucking no. match? Holy shit. No. I can't imagine that not finishing a match regardless of who does it. I mean, just a normal stomp, like to jump on a guy? Right. I can see kicking out of that, but not right. a top fucking rope. No. Unless you, like, jump on their leg or their arm or right. something. But you get no, their fucking torso, chest. right? Yeah. I don't care who you are. That's that would knock the win out of Brock Lesnar. Right. If I did it, I weigh enough to knock the win out of Brock Lesnar. If I yeah. jumped off the top rope onto his fucking chest and like literally stomped down onto it, right? I should always win. Right. Fair enough. But it didn't. Um, but Finn did pick up the win. So, when what move did he win with? Do you remember by chance? I'm just curious what his finisher was. I can't remember. Okay. No. No. Submission? My bad. I think submission. Okay. That's what I was thinking, too, was yeah. his finish with submission. Well, where do you think he falls on the list here? Because that's the harder part. 
I imagine. Or is it yeah. easy for you? Maybe you're like, yeah, like, he's number two. Don't know. <laughs> um, four or five, probably. I don't think I can put him towards the top. Like, his New Japan run was great. His indie runs was great. His NXT run was amazing. Um, unfortunately, I mean, he was the first Universal Champion, but it only lasted a day. Right. And he just never got back there. And... Fortunately, even though he has the NXT Champion now, is a pretty lackluster. That was 2020, though. Um, yeah. But, like... <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, his Bullet Club stuff, his New Japan stuff, like, all that's amazing, but I don't think I can put him at the top with, like, Moxley mm-hmm. and Jericho and Omega. and Omega. Like, it's him and Omega, probably. Okay. So I'd say okay. three, four, five, like, him, Kenny, and Kofi. Fair enough. Is kind of where I'm... I'm well, I guess... Thinking? I guess I'll just do my ranking first, because I actually like okay. talking about it with you instead of, like, I have to yeah. another match and shit. So, I guess I agree. I'm thinking number, you know, four or five after I reorder, because yeah. I've already totally decided I don't like my top five or six as it stands, okay. and I want to change it up. My deal is, like, you said maybe tied with Kenny Omega. I think I give Omega the nine. And yeah. it's because Omega's been down, up, 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 up. And, like, 19 right. was a little bit of a dip down. Right. But 19 was a dip down was because that was the start of AEW. Right. So they were busy launching a new wrestling company, mm-hmm. and he wasn't actually wrestling. Right. And then and then so far in 20, yeah, it's been storyline for the right. end of 19 into 20. So I'm, I, I, that's why Finn Balor had up, 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 got hurt winning the Universal Championship. Right. And unfortunately, for whatever reason, whether it's booking or whatever, it mm-hmm. just can't. Seemed to get back what he right. had. Right. And it's unfortunate because, mm-hmm. man, he was so fucking good. As I found out, I watched Finn Balor take on Shinsuke Nakamura from NXT on July 13th, 2016. Mm-hmm. This was pitched as dream match first time ever, but WWE said first time ever when it actually hasn't been first time ever. Yeah. So I don't know if these two guys have actually ever wrestled before or not, but it was a really good match, and they seemed familiar because they had good chemistry together. Um... What blew my mind was this was just NXT. This wasn't yeah. fucking on USA Network. This wasn't a pay-per-view, a takeover. This was just the normal NXT show. Yeah, they were... When they would sick. record four to six episodes at a time. Like, insane. Um, it was insane. They faced once in New Japan, didn't they? Mm-hmm. A resume. Uh, New Japan Cup, 2014. Two, 2014, okay. And this was two years later. Uh, Nakamura picked it up picked it up, picked up the victory here with the, uh, uh, Kinsha- Kinshasa. I couldn't think of the name of his finisher for a second there. Yeah. Uh, and it was a fantastic match. Just 24 minutes long or whatever. Nice. So it wasn't too long, not too short. It was good enough to let them have a fun little story with it. They did some cool shit as nice. always. I mean, you know, these yeah. two guys it is kind of routine in the fact that they just did their shit, but they did it in enough Still. to order that made it interesting and kept my attention. I really mm-hmm. liked it. Nice. I guess with that, we move on to news and or rumors. News and or rumors. We got some sad shit first, don't we? Didn't we have something sad? Didn't someone pass away two this week? Two. Do you want to? Uh, let's do those first. Okay. Let's get the sad shit out the way first. Um, Since you've got a handy. Well, Dave do. Meltzer's mom passed away. She yeah. was 91. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marilyn Meltzer. Yeah. And then Kevin Green. Okay. Um, he was the... 
guy that played for the Panthers that did a bunch of WW, WCW WCW stuff wrestling stuff back yeah. in like 98, 99, 2000. I can't remember. He's considered by many to be the best professional football player as a professional wrestler to like to have the best career to be the best in ring. I still mm-hmm. think LT should get the nod, even though it was just one yeah. match. But that match with Bam Bam Bigelow still holds up. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. Yeah. That, so those are the those two. Those are the two. All right. That I had. I um. So, uh, Jim Ross did a special podcast this week for Christmas, mm-hmm. a special bonus episode on Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. And on there, he talked about how... Was it presented by Geico as well? Yes, all of them were presented by Geico. Uh, in case you both were interested. Um, Jim Ross said that Vince McMahon paid Shawn Michaels $750,000 a year to sit at home for between 1998 and 2002, which is $3 million. To me, it's that's that's insane. That's the, please don't go to WCW money. You come back when you're ready. Don't go to WCW. Actually, yeah, you know what? That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Okay. uh, Just look at the time frame. There's been some talk, it, and this is not. I know this is this is not technically wrestling; mm-hmm. it's wrestling adjacent. There's been talk of a USA inside of USA of a Pancraze USA promotion, where they have pro wrestling with Pancraze rules. So it'll be like a mixed style of where they can wrestle and kickbox and Uh-oh. shit, but it's like it's shoot and it's. More, oh. re- but around wrestling rules like pinfall submissions. Oh, okay. So it's pro wrestling ish, but it's I guess they call it pan craze. It's popular in other countries apparently. Huh. I don't know much about it, and so it's wrestling adjacent. So I just thought I'd throw it out there. But okay, um, at one point in time back in January before obviously COVID, I guess apparently mm-hmm. there was rumors that guys like Josh Barnett and Davy Boy Smith Jr. were signed on to be some of their yeah some of their guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and some guy named Guy Metzger was supposed to be in charge. Apparently, he was an early pancreas guy in the 90s. Huh. Uh, in Japan, with the old rules that they had, where they had, they allowed open hand strikes with no head punches, kicks were allowed, but emphasis on wrestling and submissions with rope breaks and wrestling right. rules, basically. So, right. I would give it a shot and watch that. I don't yeah. know what you think, but. Yeah. Well, can I jump in because you brought up Davey Boy Smith Jr.? Yeah. Apparently, Tyson Kidd has been like really pushing and calling him and trying to get him to come back to WWE. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I had that for my news and rumors. I didn't, so fair enough. But okay. it fits in, so that's good. Yep. Uh, that's trivia. That's not for right now. Uh, but as of right now, um, as far as WrestleMania plans and all the normal weekend festivities go, yeah. the plan is to go ahead with the Hall of Fame ceremony this year, and they're just mm-hmm. going to go ahead with who they plan to induct last year before COVID hit. So okay. that's the plan for this year's Hall of Fame, basically. Okay. That's from Wrestling Observer. Um... Sting, on Vince McMahon's reaction when he signed with TNA, he was actually talking to Vince at that point when he signed with TNA, when Jeff Jarrett called him. And he says, I'll never forget, I'm talking to him on the phone, and I said, Vince, I'm going to TNA. And he said, the thought of you and the legacy you leave behind. And you're going to TNA, it's just blah. And he said blah to me. And it was really good. That was on the AEW podcast this week. uh, A quote from that. So, yeah, that's what he said about it, and... Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to admit, Sting was one of their big stars for that. So. Yeah. Uh, as of yesterday, Finn Balor is only two days away from 
overtaking Adam Cole, baby's total combined days as NXT champion. Nice. Finn Balor's at 400. Was at 400 yesterday. And Adam Cole's reign ended at 403. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that time, Adam Cole had 13 defenses. Can you guess how many Finn Balor's had in his 400 days? 401? Uh, I think it's only been like one. Five. Five? Okay. That's out of both of his reigns. Oh, both reigns. Out of both oh, okay. Reigns. I thought you meant total, this Out of his total 400 days out of both oh, reigns. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you just meant this one, because I think it's only been one in this one. <laughs> so. There's only 18 people on the whole list. Nice. Um, that was, wait, we just did Finn Balor, that's weird. Uh, <laughs> Tokyo Dome, uh, so Japan's shutting down all everything, mm-hmm. in and out, and limiting size, so due to COVID outbreak in Tokyo, the government's requesting no events take place with more than 5,000 fans. Yeah. So that means from a standpoint of monetary impact to New Japan Pro Wrestling, it's like mm-hmm. $3 million in re- lost revenue, right. between merchandising and oh, tickets yeah. and... All that shit. Right. Just nuts. It is. Um, yeah, it's... I mean, I guess the good thing is they're just not allowed to sell any more tickets because I guess they've sold right Yes, whatever five. they've sold is what they have. Yeah. So that's it. Which is right around... Yeah. But at least they know what they're dealing with right. already and this isn't coming like, with... Like, like, they didn't already yeah. sell 16000 and then have to somehow pick who gets to go and who doesn't, which right. 5000 get to come in. Right. Do a lottery or some portion. Right. Because, yeah, I guess new, or in Japan, they it's still a lot of walk-up business. Right. Unlike... Yeah. They of, America. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's been reported that the situation with Pac right now is that he's still living in the UK and the problem mm-hmm. he's having is not getting him here... It's that when he, because there's no quarantine rules if you fly into Florida, which is obviously where he comes in. But every time he goes home, he has to stay there for two weeks. Right. Otherwise, he's living in a hotel. And I'm sure it's not just, he doesn't have, you know, can't just live here because that's not legal. So. Right. I'm sure he's here on a work visa. Mm-hmm. I imagine. I mean, I don't know, but I would imagine. Yeah. Especially if he still lives over there. Yeah. Uh, we already talked about Pat McAfee. Did I have? Um, Keith Lee's filed trademark to secure his own name, and WWE's filing was reviewed or refused. They yep. didn't even accept it, their filing for uh, it. Good for him. Yeah, every wrestler should own their name, in my opinion, for sure. Um, uh, BT Sport on Twitter has reported that Daniel Bryan is switching priorities in his life. His contract's mm-hmm. coming up soon. And he'll be transitioning to a less than full time wrestler to be a full time dad. So good for him finding yeah. something outside of wrestling to make him happy. And you know, yeah. everybody needs something. And I'm glad he's found something, which is his kids, which is always dope. So right. Um, did I have anything else? Um, word out of Wrestling Observer newsletters that NXT is still be, being written with long-term storylines where there's times they're already writing three or four months in advance, mm-hmm. whereas Raw and SmackDown, as we constantly report, are sometimes being altered while the show's already on air, so. Yeah. Um, the Observer says that unlike normal years, the Slammy Awards this year were actually determined by a legitimate fan vote, at least all nice. the major categories. That's a good call. And normally they don't do that, apparently. So yeah. your vote means nothing. Right. Except this time it did, if you happen to vote. Um, And then, this is weird, but there's been talk that Roosh and Dragon Lee have re-signed with Ring of Honor. And I'm like, well, I fucking hope so, considering they hold two of their championships <laughs> right now and are like one of the most important factions in the company outside right. of the pure uh, 
division. Yeah. That's all I had this week, BJ. A lot more than I do. I only got like two left, I think. Okay. So I told you this might be the first time ever I had more for news and rumors than yeah. you. Uh, Jericho <clears throat> apparently has performed at another live concert event uh, with a lot of unmaskless fans yeah, uh, in Florida. The Republicans. With Steel Panther. Uh, yeah, I heard Steel Panther was there. Was there? I didn't know he was there. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I don't know who Steel Panther is. They were the '80s hair metal band. I mean, I know, um, I know that. I don't know like songs or anything they do or sing off the top of my head. I'm sure if I've heard it, I've heard it. Yeah. And then you got what one more you said? Um. Yeah. Okay. So Leo Rush. Yeah. Is is going to. He posted on Twitter that in 2021, he's going to wrestle. Okay. A death match. Oh. I'm interested to fucking see Me that. Me too. I want to see that. Right? Why not? Leo Rush in okay. a death match? Fuck yeah. Where? For who? Or he against him? I that think he's that's just it. his goal. Like, okay. I think that's just his New oh. Year's resolution type thing. True. He wants to... Yeah. You might have seen this because it was on Reddit. I don't know. I don't know if he did. You can just play along for the buds, I guess. Okay. But we're going to talk this week about uh, wrestlers who have received four-star-plus ratings from Dave Meltzer in 2020. Okay. So who, first off, has received the most four-star-plus matches, regardless of what star it is? Uh, Ishii. You are correct. Nice. And I did not see those, by the way. Um... Do you know, because there's always the fucking New Japan bias of Dave Meltzer that you hear about. Uh-huh. So, who was the top uh, non-New Japan guy on the list this year for four-star-plus matches? They're all four-star-plus matches. I don't want to have to right. keep saying that. So, okay. I'm just yeah making that clear now. Um, Why is this not? Non-New Japan. Yes. So any other company that's not New Japan. And it was not Japanese at all, so right. I'll give you that. You know the person. <laughs> like I mean, person. not personally, but oh, you know who like the re- It's a wrestler that you've watched wrestle at least a lot of times. So I don't know. I'm going to go with like Moxley or Cole. Moxley's not even top ten. Or Roddy. Nor is Cole. Uh, or Johnny Wrestling. Not even top ten. Moxley's the top of the names you've said so far. The top guy uh-huh. in 2020 is Kenny Omega. Okay. And he's second. because oh, yeah. And he is second overall. I was overall. thinking singles matches. Ah, yeah. He was second overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just real quick, three is Shingo Takaji, four is Will Ospreay, five is Nick Jackson, six match Mac Jackson, seven's Kota Ibushi, uh, Okada's eight, Suzor- Suzuki's nine, and uh-huh. Adam Page is ten. Okay. So that wraps up your top ten. Okay. That's actually it. That's all I had. It was just that little bit. But oh, okay. The list is a fucking lot, but to actually like pick questions out of a list of song. Right. Roddy Strong's way down there. He only had like three matches, I think, total rated. Oh, wow. Uh, and he's down there with like Sasha Banks, Pac, Keith Lee, See, Jeff Cobb, like... Frankie Kazarian. They all have the same number. It might be more than three, but they right. have the same number of four plus star matches. Nice. And then like the bottom of your list that at least have, yeah, that have they had three. I was right. There's a lot of guys that only have one, like Aleister Black, but how often do you see him wrestle? Alexander Matt Wolf has one. Brock Lesnar has one. Braun Strowman has one. Danny Burch has one. You know what I want? What do you want, BJ? I want Aleister Black. I want candy. To go to Ring of Honor. Oh, yeah, dude, in the fucking Pure Rules? That would be amazing. I think he would be really fun in the Pure Rules. Oh, my God, I want to go to that so hard right now. But instead, we're going to have to go to number 17. Daniel Bryan. 
Brian Danielson for you. Or uh, non-WWE pre, yeah. fans out there. Pre-WWE Daniel Bryan days. Yeah. Uh, I get to go first. Yeah. yeah. I watched Daniel Bryan defend the WWE title against AJ Styles at WWE TLC 2018. This was fucking amazing. It was as good as I remembered it being. Yeah. This was, this was my last wrestling pay-per-view. Still Mm -hmm. drinking. Really? Oh, no, wait. I drank through 20. Yeah, no, I got sober in 2019. This is 2020. So, Yeah. 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 Fuck yeah. Nice. So, yeah, this was the last show for me. Still drinking. And I remember this match pretty well, honestly. Uh, I remembered how it ended. I was right about how it ended and what led up to it. Nice. Um, there's still that one fucking... He does a phenomenal forearm. Like, mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan whips him into the fucking uh, barrier outside of the ring. Yeah. Where, like, if he goes over it, he's in the timekeeper's area. And mm-hmm. he, like, hops over it instead of, like, bouncing off of it. So he just, like, like, oh, fuck you, Daniel Bryan. I'm not going to hop over this. And he hops over it. And then, like, he just turns around and pops right back up. Phenomenal forearms him. And it's just so fucking smooth and good. And it's one of, like, my favorite AJ Styles. Like, when he does shit like that, Mm -hmm. he is so fucking good, man. Um, He slowed down a little bit, though. I will say, that was one of my biggest takes from this match. Mm -hmm. Is that AJ slowed down a little bit from that match. Makes sense. He's getting older. Yeah. He's still working in good stuff. It's not like he's as slow as Jericho. Jericho's had to slow down, too, to stay able to Mm -hmm. do it. But... I mean, he's done entertaining matches for the most part. AJ Styles always having an entertaining match. Uh, Daniel Bryan retains. As we all know, this led up to Daniel Bryan losing at WrestleMania to Kofi Kingston and starting Kofi Mania. Right. So, uh, yeah, this was good, though. I really enjoyed this. Good times, great taste at McDonald's. Um, Where does he go on the list? I think he's better than Finn Balor. Um, The problem is, though... He didn't wrestle for a lot of years because he was hurt. And I think that's why he's going to probably end up right around where Finn Balor... I mean, he's going to be like a spot ahead Finn Balor, I think. Maybe two, because he's going to be right around fourth or fifth. Uh, I mean, he's not Moxley. He's not... He Uh, should be. If he wasn't hurt, he would have been. He would have been number one if he wasn't hurt, honestly, I think. See, I'm going to completely disagree with that. Okay. I'm putting him number two. Okay. Like, I'm going to put Moxley ahead just because of the hurt thing. I still think he's better than... I think he's... He's part of the... Two of the best fucking storylines in anything, like, in this business. I think it's because of his... To his credit, the whole CM Punk leaving, Daniel Bryan, the Yes movement, that changed WWE and wrestling forever. Like, now they're more into the smaller guys again like they're willing to give these indie guys a right. chance before <clears throat> Daniel Bryan oh yeah you know, nobody it was not right. it wasn't none, no or they were a cruiserweight chance. right they were cruiserweight or they came in and mid card um he punished Vince would punish people for being independent wrestlers or if they were in TNA right. or if they were in Ring of Honor they got punished right and Daniel Bryan changed all of that. If it wasn't for Daniel Bryan, I don't think John Moxley, you know, well, CM Punk did the Moxley and the Shield stuff. Right. But like, and some of the stuff that they did, yeah. So I'm going to disagree with you. Fair enough. But, <laughs> so. I mean, it's like two spots. So it's yeah. not that big of a disagreement. No. no. We've got um, other guys way different on this list than two spots. Right. So, right. Um, but fair enough. 
Yeah. So just the amount of time he was gone is the reason I can't put yeah. him number one, two, three. And see, I think that's almost what makes it better. The fact that he had that redemption story that he was out those couple it years. It does move him up. Yeah, that you moves him I mean? up the list. Otherwise, he would be even farther yeah. back. But his if, redemption if his career, storyline and the fact that it was good and he yeah. just came back like he never missed a step. Right. Fuck yeah, that's why yeah. he's so high on this list, yeah. dude. And he should have been number him. one. Right. I, I yeah. would have put him number one if he wouldn't have got hurt. Right. I, I, see, I and not lost it. any step, you know, right. and stayed on his same trajectory. Because right. I think no. he would be a bigger star than anybody right now. Oh, yeah. And unfortunately, he's not. Right. Even though they still use him as a top guy, they don't use anybody right. No. Um, and how about your match, BJ? So my match was him versus Kane. Okay. Uh, from, oh, I just pulled it up. And then was this like the breaking up of Team Hell No? Yeah. Okay. Uh... Daniel Bryan, yeah, versus Kane for the, for the WWE Championship Extreme Rules match uh, from Extreme Rules 2014. Okay. Uh, this was the match where they fought to backstage and Daniel Bryan knocked Kane out with the fucking tire iron. I remember that. And he rolled him onto the fucking um, forklift mm-hmm. and then dumped him in the ring, drove it to the ring and dumped, dumped him, him in. Then it, um, that was great. And then he did the flying headbutt. Like, no wonder he had so many fucking concussions, though. That flying headbutt. I mean, look at Benoit. That move should be illegal. It really should. I don't mean, like, not allowed. Illegal. <coughs> you should, like, go to jail if you do a flying headbutt. <laughs> yeah. It's for your own safety and it maybe is. your family's, too. Right. Again, yeah. look, Chris Benoit. Yeah. It's not proof, proof, but it's very possible yeah, that's too. why he did what he did was because right. of brain damage. Right. From all those fucking flying headbutts. So, and there was reports anyway. that fucking Dynamite Kid had anger problems and stuff mm-hmm. later on in his life because of that fucking flying headbutt right. too. So, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, but yeah, it was, this was I thought this was a fun match. Oh, I bet. Like it had to. Kane ends up, yeah. And at the beginning, once the when they did the forklift thing, there was still like six minutes left. Oh wow. Um, which I forgot, but like the fit, and at first I'm like, oh, that should have ended that, and it didn't, <clears throat> but it kept going, and then the finish was, uh, Kane ended up lighting the table on fire, and Daniel Bryan ended up putting Kane through the table, okay, and then he had to, as he was getting put out with the fire extinguishers, it got him all discombobulated, and he was on fire, obviously, so. Right. Uh, the fucking running knee from Daniel Bryan finished it. So that's when, good. that is a good finish. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. Yeah, it was a good match. Um, like I said, yeah, I think just for and then Randy Orton lit him on fire after the match. Right, just let him burn to a fucking crisp. He might still be burning in the middle of that ring for might all I be. know. Actually, no, because Raw and SmackDown already happened. Yeah, that um, does sound like a good match though. It was a good, like I enjoyed it. Cool. Um, and like I said, I just. For his, what he contributed to the business and his whole, like, and his whole rise in WWE just from, you know, starting off in... With the Miz bullying him around on NXT. Bullying him when he started on NXT and then the Nexus and getting fucking fired and then rehired and winning that US title and just... Yeah. And then the whole and Yes movement, his yes championship movement. run, mm-hmm. and then his redemption story, like you said, when he right. came back and again and became a champion. And, and, and yeah, just everything. That match with like, Kofi was fucking amazing. I just yeah. watched that recently, too, for Kofi. Right. And fucking great match. Yeah. And I just, <clears> yeah, I. Plus, like, up there. I like, I just like Daniel Bryan. He's naturally mm-hmm. char- char- charismatic in front of a camera, on yeah. mic, and, uh, Man, when he was hurt, those fucking promos back and forth between him and Miz on Talking Smack were just fire on both guys' part. 
Yeah, they were. But yeah, join us next week, buds, as we continue on with number 16, mm-hmm. Alberto Del Rio. Or Alberto Del Patron for you non-WWE fans out there. And number 15, the big dog, big Roman dog. Reigns. Mm-hmm. Which is, that one's going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm already thinking about it. It's. I think, I honestly, know. he's not going to be as high as he is here. Yeah. I think he's going to slip back a few spots just because he wasn't used right. very well. Because that's a WWE guy for you. Yep. But yeah, you should tell us what matches we should watch for Daryl Rio or for Range. You can hit us mm-hmm. up at BudsWW on the Twitter or email to the Gmail at the same. You can get me at D-A-R-R-E-L-L underscore G-U-N-S. You can get me at Beach 2004 That's B-W-E-J-2-0-0-4. Leave us a five-star rating, comments, like, share, subscribe. Send yeah. us an email to the Gmail. Yeah, tell Send your friends, messages. enemies, dogs, pets. Tell everybody. Tell everybody from a social distance. Yeah, be safe. We're still not out of this yet, so... Yeah. Get in there. And until next time, that's BJ over there. And that's Daryl over there. And peace out, buds. And don't forget, New Year's Eve, we're going to have the top. Oh, yeah. Best of Worst of 2020 coming out. Yeah, a little bit of soap for your ear holes. Yeah. Now get the fuck out of here. Until on this thing. New Year's Eve. Bye.